Yo, what is up? Thank you for tuning into the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Buya. Today, we are at a brand new 100. 401. It's crazy. I'm still blown away by it. I'm going to stop talking about it. But nonetheless, it is episode 401. And I feel like it's only right that we kick off some new sponsors for the new hundo. So, I got some special shit for you today. I think you're going to like it. First up, we have the Smoke Pipe. That's S-M-O-A-K. Is the original wooden blunt cigar. Now, uh, these things are super dope. You can check out their uh, Instagram, S-M-O-A-K-P-I-P-E, or smokepipe.com. They are hemp oil-infused white oak cigars that are sealed in beeswax, and every sale, they plant a tree. So they're not just taking wood out of the forest, carving pipes out of them, and giving them to you. They're also planting trees. So they're replacing all their wood and then some. Or maybe they... Maybe they kill baby trees to make the smoke pipes and then plant baby trees and it's an even one-to-one. Either way, I don't know, but I know that this thing is amazing. I got one in the mail and it's a, it's a little wooden cigar that you could pack in the end. has a little ceramic bowl piece and also there's a dabber that attaches onto the end and it's like a little nectar collector on the go that you could take with you and dab wherever you want. So, go and check these things out. Smokepipe.com. Links in the description. S-M-O-A-K-P-I-P-E.com. They're super dope. This is a great up-and-coming company. Uh, They're supporting us. So, go and support them. They're designed and made in the USA, which I hear is a great place. Also, there's a new YouTube channel that just started, um, I'm going to say, last week. And that is, it's called Erica and Isaac, E-R-I-K-A, the letter N, and then I-S-S, no, I-S-A-A-C. That's how you spell that. I always want to spell Isaac wrong for some reason. It's one of those names. But maybe they're the type of people that both spell their names funny, because Erica traditionally isn't spelled with a K that I know of. But then again, I'm not a linguist. And I don't name people for a living. So what the fuck do I know? I don't know shit. I, my name's Michael. All right? So I have the most basic fucking bullshit name ever. And people still spell it wrong. But uh, either way, my point is that there is this new YouTube channel called Erica and Isaac. And I want you to go check them out because they just started. They're doing vlogs. And they're going to be capturing um, this journey that they're going on. They're, they're young, young lovers, all right? Living in California, all right? That's fucking sweet right there already. Uh, Erica's pregnant, okay? So there's going to be a whole baby element to this vlog. You're going to see the th- this family grow together, which that's one of the greatest things about vlogs. In my opinion, when you start watching somebody's actual daily vlog or weekly vlog of them in their life, you get to grow with them and see the changes in their lives. And they started at the perfect time. So there's two videos up now. They got a question and answers video, and then they got uh, eating a 100 chicken McNugget challenge video. Shout out to Big Mike. I know that guy. That's my homie. Uh, so 
go check them out. Full disclosure, Erica is my niece. And, uh, you know, I love her a lot. I support her in everything that she does. So this is a, this is a really fresh, um, you know, artistic endeavor that her and Isaac are taking. Isaac is also an amazing dude. I love him a lot. And go and check him out. Subscribe. Give him a notification. Leave some comments. You know, they're, they're just putting their feet in the water, just learning how to do it. So go and uh, give them some feedback and subscribe to their channel, motherfuckers. All right, that's it. So we got Erica and Isaac. We got the Smoke Pipe. We got Episode 401, the Omniology Project. We got myself. We got William Waffles. We got you in the house. Let's do it. I don't drink soda. Cat's got the flu. I got the flu. <laughs> Shell's got a cold. Everybody's dying in California. Is the flu crazy there too? <laughs> yeah, it's killed a couple of people. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna be next. It's gonna kill me next. It's all right. I'll 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 raid your crate. Everything will be fine. You're gonna raid my crate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll raid your crate. Everything will be fine. I'll avenge you. You gonna kill the flu virus? Yeah. I'll use your eight times and kill the flu virus. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are friends for, right? Right. Revenge. Fuck you, flu, and then I'll teabag the flu. Okay. Uh. Well, here it is. Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast, everybody. My name is Mikey Booyah. I'm William Waffles. And we are having audio technical difficulties. Technical, technical, technical audios. Technical, technical <laughs> audio culties. Uh, it's a little violent. Skype is giving me a bunch of bullshit today. Uh, I also am um, on drugs and on the flu which is a type of drug, really nature's drug. Nature's psychedelic. Right? right? It really makes you feel small in the middle of the night when you're moaning and can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's much like an ayahuasca trip when you see it like on video. It's the exact same thing. Just the, it's you not the same stuff in your head. Yeah, you just don't trip. Yeah, you just well, I mean kind of. I felt pretty weird. There were some times well, I felt weird. Well, quit feeling weird. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Did you just put a dab on a lighter? What is that? It's a Lego. I'm oh, sorry. I'm high. <laughs> You're just piecing Legos into lighters, having a great time over there. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm actually going to hit this bubbler. Jug-a-lug-a-bub. Oh, there you go. There you go. I just realized that a... Uh, the Lego, the top part of the Lego that you clip things into or onto uh, actually goes in that little hole in the bottom of your lighter. In the bottom? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Look oh, at that. Holy shit. Does that mean that you can incorporate lighters into Lego uh, sculptures? Yeah. You that, just need to like... That's pretty sweet. Put a, put a, put a rubber band around the, the button, light it. And then put it on a Lego castle and you got a fucking, you got your torch. That's right, huh? 
Like, yep. a, like a lantern or something. Yeah, there you go. Lantern. A little torch lantern. Yeah. I think they were tor- torches. They were torches that were used as lanterns. They were oil lamps. Oil lamps? No. I think you're thinking of like Ebenezer Scrooge times. If we're talking medieval castle times, they were torches. Uh, or were they oil lamps? Or was it like fat? <laughs> Just like fat candles? Yeah, let's see. I'm gonna, How did they make torches in medieval times? <laughs> That's what today's show no, 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 is all no, no, about. No, no, no. What was interior lighting? Okay. Uh, well, I got the torches things, so yeah. I will save that. Uh, how do I make lighting? Like how I, I was like, because I wasn't sure if I was spelling interior right. Huh. Uh, this is just giving me a bunch of fucking articles that I don't want to read. Look at pictures. I did, and it's just giving me a bunch of fucking, bunch of rich people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> there are some lampy stuff. We got some lampy things, some candles, some candle chandles, chandeliers. But uh, it says that torches were in medieval times constructed of a wooden stave with one end wrapped in material which was soaked in a flammable substance. <laughs> That's it. Uh, in ancient Rome, it was sulfur mixed with lime. And that meant that the fire would not diminish after being plunged into water. That's pretty crazy. I don't, I don't know how you got that wrong because I got a list like right off the bat, dude. <laughs> okay, lay, <laughs> lay it on me then. Um, candles made of fat and wax. Fat candles. Okay, fat. I was right. Yep. yep. So, and they would uh they would hang from chandeliers. There we go. Chandel candeliers. Or, or they would be in these little uh sconce. Yep, yep. See that they're sconce? Uh-huh. See, that's what I saw. You're trying to act like I didn't find it, but these are all things I said. I just recently said sconce. You, I recently you did said not say you did not chan- say sconce, yeah, or did you say chandelier? I said chandelier candelier. I definitely did. You most definitely did not. That, All right, we're going to argue about who said <laughs> chandelier first. I like did. Adults. I did. I said chandelier first. Deal with it. Um, okay. Today is not a day of talking about torches in medieval times. Today is something special that we're going to be doing once a month here at the show. We talked about it last week, uh, and that is our monthly Omniology Project-themed episode. Yeah. Now, the Omniology Project was uh, was a, a sister show of the Natural Habitat podcast. I think that's what they call them. That's what I sure. call it. And uh, like a sister station. Yeah. Yeah. So that that you started when you moved to Oregon, and there still is uh, the introductory episode on iTunes and you know, Stitcher and all these different places. You can go find it, the Omniology Project. And I was also thinking about uploading these onto that feed as well as the Natural Habitat podcast feed. You know what I mean? So say, yeah. if, so say if people are like, you know, I love listening to podcasts about crazy, creepy shit, but I hate it when you guys argue about who said chandelier first. 
even though these happen in the same episode, but but I hate it when right. you guys geek out about you know uh, all this other stuff because I hate you as people and I hate all of your interests. <laughs> but I love the macabre. Then they could just subscribe to the Omniology Project. Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> macabre. <laughs> the macabre choose. The macabre. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's actually um, paper mache is how it's pronounced. Uh -huh. Ah. Uh, so today we are going to start that new four hundo tradition with episode four hundred one, the Omniology Project Valentine's Day murders. Now Valentine's Day is tomorrow. It's a um, time. It's a time. It's a time. It's a time for loving. It's a time for gloving. And it's a time for murder, in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, we have the Saint Saint Valentine's Day massacre. Uh huh. Which, which, I mean, right off the bat, that's a lot of people dead. There was like, there was what, nine, four, nine, I think. Yeah. Nine lined up against I, the wall, shot execution style. Let's see. I wanted to say thirteen dead altogether. Let's see. Let's actually. Uh, Let's actually Act look this up. Actually, tactually, and factually. Instead of being like, maybe there was none. No, seven men on the north side of the north side gang during the Prohibition era. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it happened on February 14th. And it was a struggle yep. between the Irish American gang and the south side Italian gang led by Al Capone to take control of crime in the city. The former members of Egan's Rats gang uh, were like suspected of being the ones that did it, and that was some crazy shit. So that's always yep. whenever you think Valentine's Day murders, that's the one that you hear when you're a kid. Al Capone was crazy, and imagine just like it's like Wild West rules, but in modern day society. I mean, it wasn't modern day. It was still a long time ago, but... Well, that was what? In the 20s? What was the date of that? Uh, it was... 1929. 29, yeah. That's the late 20s. That was a completely different world than we live in now. It was still very much... Gangs and the people lawlessly ran, you know, the streets. Uh-huh. But uh, I mean... If you think about it, it still happens today. You got gang, yeah, but, gang but, shootings but not and as, nobody gets... Not as, uh, not as openly. Yeah, true. I mean, a dude used to just like walk into a restaurant, order order his bagel, turn around to the dude behind him, proclaim who he was. Uh -huh. Who he works dude, for. <laughs> shoot the dude down. Tell and that. then stroll, stroll out eating his bagel. And then like, tell everyone in the place to remember his face. Yeah. And don't forget who I am and who I work for. Yep. And that, you know, that's the complete opposite of how it goes today. Yeah, it's very much covered face. I'm I'm going to shoot you from like half a block away. And you go, my name's Jerry. And then you run away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's what I do. You saw Jerry's. It's Jerry's. Uh, so... Before we get into these, this list of Valentine's Day murders, we have 
a whole slew of murders that happened on or near Valentine's Day. You got the article pulled up? Um, I do not. Okay, you get that ready. And before we do that, I want to talk about uh, Elon Musk and the Tesla that he shot into space. So we're doing this episode backwards, and we're going to hit science. You ready? Science! Science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science-science
anytime that anybody writes anything about it or anytime that anybody watches it, they go, okay, this looks fake as shit. I'm not sure about this. And uh, he, he recently did damage control where Elon Musk was on the news and he was saying, uh, you know, it looks so fake. That's how you know it's real because it looks so fake and it's crazy. And he was like, light acts differently outside of our atmosphere because our atmosphere bends light, which makes sense. And he's like, things look different when you're in space because there's no atmosphere to bend the light and to spread it out. So things look, you know, strange. We're not used to it. And uh, then I found a lot of videos. Now, I'm not sure how valid these are, these here videos, but this is from... What are they being live streamed from? Well, this isn't a live stream. This is a clip from the Tesla live stream. Okay, okay. So... So here's a clip of it when it was leaving Earth. It went from it went from the bottom of Earth up to the top of the Earth. So you could see like a whole fucking a whole panoramic view of the globe Earth so that flat earthers can shut the fuck up. Right. And then at the end of it, it did this. So if you watch it, everything's cool. Got the Earth in the background, moving around. This is live footage. And this is like at super, super slow speed. Huh. Okay, so now that I'm looking at this, this doesn't look right at all. Because... Not at all. The camera is in the right place. So what they're saying is like, is like, you know, you can see all the lighting, you can see this kind of like thing that it's in, some sort of capsule that it's encased in, that it's not really in space. I want to say that what this person did, if anybody out there has seen this video, that I almost tried to pass off as real. <laughs> right? Uh, I think that they took the live footage and then they spliced in a couple frames of video that was probably most likely released before it launched. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know, man. It, because, just, it, don't, it don't look the same. Because look at the lighting on the wheel. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah, it's a completely different rim. Yeah, that's like a fucking all different everything. Yeah, I don't believe this video. Nope, it's bullshit. We just debunked this fake video. mm -hmm. I believe he really did send a Tesla up in space, man. I think so too, and you know what I think. He's Uh, got the money to do it. The money to do what? Make the fucking rockets. (laughs) Uh... What a lot of people are asking is is if if Starman is a distraction for another payload that went into space. Uh, well, probably, yeah. So, you know, you had that rocket. Starman broke off the rocket. What's what's the deal with the rocket? What else was on there? What else broke off the no, no, rocket? No, no, no. If, if, I, if I'm to understand this correct, the, the big innovative thing about Falcon, uh, the, the heavy, Fal- Falcon heavy uh, rocket is that once it releases its payload it in outer back. space or, or out on the rim is that it returns. Yeah. It is a reusable fuselage that we can send things up with in yeah. the rock, you know, via yeah, rocket. But, yeah, but so. I don't know if that's all that he snapped off when he was up there. Who gives a fuck? 
<laughs> it's his rocket. He is a real. He's a real life from a movie. Like all it, all it takes is all he's missing is the evil. But he's a real life evil genius, like Doctor Evil. Yeah. Like, like he has that power, one hundred percent. And who knows what he could be doing? Is all I'm saying. What if there's some creepy shit that Elon Musk is up to? What if I heard this? Uh, I don't remember who said it. Somebody uh, insinuated this, and I would agree with them that there was probably a business deal that Elon Musk did. Somebody fucked him over. Somebody was like, I don't give a fuck who you are, dude. I don't give a fuck if you're Elon Musk. You don't just get shit. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm going to take this. I'm going to fuck you over, rip you off. And it was the principle of the thing. So what Elon Musk did was kidnap this guy, encased him in some sort of expanding foam or cement inside of this spacesuit, hooked him up with a catheter and a... Uh, and one of those things that, uh, in a feeding tube, right? Yeah. And one of his enemies is inside of Starman, inside of that spacesuit, and is floating out into space. And he was like, I'm going to fucking shoot your ass into space in a Tesla, and not only am I going to do it, it's going to make the news, and everybody's going to cheer me on, and people are going to clap, and it's going to be one of the biggest things in the world. And it's going to be well, you well, 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 floating ha, ha, off. Have we looked into SpaceX at all? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I have. On the yeah. show, you mean? Well, yeah, period. I mean, you know how many different SpaceX sites there are? A lot. Yeah, there's five, including the launch control area. But there's uh, one in Seattle, one in California, one in Texas, one in Washington, one in down in Florida. Ooh. I just found this article from Science Alert that says uh, SpaceX hit a second secret payload aboard Falcon Heavy, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> I wonder what this says. Uh, wait, okay. Second secret. Yeah, I see that that article as well. A second secret payload stashed inside the Midnight Cherry Roadster was a mysterious small object designed to last for millions, perhaps billions of years, even in extreme environments like space or on the distant surfaces of far-flung planetary bodies. Called the Ark, this tiny storage device is built for long-term data archiving, holding libraries of information encoded in a small disk of quartz crystal, not much larger than a coin. Okay, so I've seen these. I saw when he was like talking about here I'll share the screen so you could see it. When he was talking about making these and how you could store like like billions of terabytes of data on this little tiny quartz disc like a little mini uh, DVD. Crazy. And apparently he has this in that Tesla. So one can hold 360 terabytes of data. And it lasts That's pretty impressive. And it lasts for fucking it could theoretically be stable for up to 14 billion years. Holy shit. Uh so why So does he have something on there that's gathering information from space and storing it on these cards? 
and transmitting it back with the live feed? Or did he just send them out there like as a gift to the universe? Like, hey, I learned how to do this. Check this out. Or is there stuff on there? Is it like like the Voyager record? You ever hear the Voyager record? Well, yeah, of course I heard of the Voyager record. So what if it's like uh what if it's like that? Who knows now? Well, here of six minutes ago. Yeah. From Futurism. Everything you need to know about SpaceX secret Falcon Heavy payload. Last week, the world watched SpaceX launch their Falcon Heavy rocket, carried something else while SpaceX Falcon payload, blah, blah, blah. Pronounced ARC, preserving humanity. It is known as ARC 1.2 and continues Isaac Osmosis Foundation Trilogy, a sci-fi series that discusses the preservation of mankind. A, a relevant topic. Hmm. So they've got a bunch of stories on them, essentially. There's a bunch of stories on there. Yep. That's crazy. This crazy fuck. What kind of stories is he telling? <laughs> right. Do they represent me? I don't know. I don't know. And then he had Zuma payload launch not too long ago either. Yeah. That uh, The secret one. Yeah, that was uh, that one was paid for by the government. The United States government hired SpaceX to shoot it off for him. And they're like, "Hey, you want to get rid of this for me? We need this thrown into space." But he's fucking. Either way, he's killing it. And when I really think about it, he could do whatever the fuck he wants. When it comes to, you know, telling stories to aliens and shooting cars into space like that's fine with me because he's like he's literally changing the planet every year he's changing the way that we live he's changing the way that we do things he's changing transportation with his semi trucks changing emissions with his cars changing fucking you know with uh with like the bullet train and his underground tunnels in LA that have the sleds that you drive your car on. You just park your car on a sled and it'll take you on some high speed sled, fucking 400 miles an hour underground. I don't believe that. That's the thing he's working on. And it's no collisions, no wear and tear on your car. Your tires aren't even spinning. You're on a sled. And it just hooks up to this track that's just, you know, moving hella quick and you're zoom, gone. I don't know, man. Uh-huh. But I'll let him do it. I'll let him do it all. If it was up to me, I'd fucking give him keys to the city. Be like, do what you got to do, Elon. Just don't take over. And if you do, remember that I gave you the key to the city. I don't know, man. He'll take over. Most definitely. Yeah, he probably will. It's probably going to happen. So uh, before he does take over, let's get into these Valentine's Day murders. Word. Uh, so this is a, uh, this is a ranker list of some brutal Valentine's Day murders. Like I said, Valentine's Day is a time for love, but it's also a time for, uh... Well, sometimes people just love with too much. Yeah, you've, you've heard, you've read of Mice and Men, right? I mean, he just loved the bunnies so much that he hugged them too hard and they died. Sure. They blew up. 
I knew that. Uh, let's see. A couple of these are kind of. What about Oscar Pistorius? Now this was the Olympic runner that had no legs. You remember this guy? Yep. I, I remember that. Dude. No legs. I have no legs. He would sing in in uh in kids. Those little spring things. Was that kids? Was that the movie where the guy saying I had no legs? I have no idea. Uh, whatever. If anybody out there knows. Man, that lady right there is really upset. Dude, this one? Yeah. Yeah, she is like disgusted by this guy. How dare you comb your hair today? That's what she's <laughs> saying. She's like She's like you murdered your wife. And you're going to sit there and comb your hair and be like looking good, Oscar. Killing it. Mm-mm. Messy hair to make that lady happy. Why am I so focused on his hair? <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's because I'm trying not to focus on his legs because I feel like I shouldn't talk about it. It's like a disability. Well, there's no there, there's no picture of his legs, so you can't focus. Because there are no legs. He stops shortly after that. <laughs> <laughs> the picture cuts off at his waist, and he's only got another foot left. Brutal. No feet, but another foot. Uh, so he uh he was an Olympic and Paralympic runner, and. His girlfriend was model Riva Steenkamp. And Steenkamp. Steenkamp. And he shot her in the face. That's probably her sister. <laughs> she is very angry. Super angry. Uh, he, he claimed that he accidentally killed his girlfriend because he thought that his home was being broken into. So he woke up, heard some noise. And I don't know if they slept together, but put, she... Put on, put on his legs. Put on his legs. <laughs> I don't know if they slept together, but she wasn't there. And he was all like, oh my God, I hear some noise. The only thing that I could think is that someone has broken into my house, taken my girlfriend, probably killed her or has her locked up somewhere, and they're down there making noise in the refrigerator. And then he goes down there and just shoots him in the dark. And it turns out to be her getting some milk. Which is like, don't drink milk in the middle of the night. I don't know, man. That's that's like one of my favorite times to drink milk. Don't put me down for my beverage choices and times. It seems like it'd be like phlegmy. You like lay down and you're like kind of like all milked out. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, maybe I like that. <laughs> it's like a it's <laughs> like a swaddle, a swaddle of your nose. Yeah. Okay. All right. Swaddling. Uh, let's see. This uh, this one is uh. It's kind of long and weird, but <clears throat> I I kind of like I read through it a little bit before, and I didn't yeah. really I didn't really get the gist of it, so I'm not gonna try to do it again on the show. Super long, so we're gonna skip it. And the next one is Work. missionary kills wife. Uh, so this was a dude, Nathan Luthold and his wife Denise, uh, met a Lithuanian student on a missionary trip in Eastern Europe. When she turned 18, the husband and wife sponsored her immigration to the United States. But then he fell in love with her and killed his wife so the two could be together. And he almost got away with it, but he had Googled how to muffle a gun, hitting someone over the head to knock them out, and lethal injection. Retarded. So, yeah, retarded. So he killed his wife on Valentine's Day. So that he yeah, well. could, uh, 
so that he can have his 18 year old uh, student. Which I seems- broke up with I broke up with a girl on Valentine's Day in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I did, I did that too. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I did that too. All right. So it, do you want to? It's, it's sh- do you want to tell? Your, I, are you going to tell your story? Yeah, sure. I did it. I I, I called her at like six o'clock at night over the phone. <laughs> I don't know why. I was just a shitty dude. Dude. All right. I'll I'll make you feel better. <laughs> Cuz mine's bad. <laughs> so, uh I'm not going to say her name or any of the friends' names or anything like that. But I will say that I'm really sorry and I feel really bad. But what happened was we were all like hanging out for like a few days at like somebody's house. And like yeah. it was like summer break or something. We're all like hanging out, fucking drinking, blah blah blah. And I was like, I was like trying to get it in. And it was like February 9th. And I was like playing the whole like Valentine's like lover's card. You know what I mean? And I was like, I was just putting in work. Like I remember I like laid in bed with her and like did nothing for like 12 hours. You know what I mean? Just putting it in, putting it in. And then finally on February 13th, we had sex. She, she was like, you know, I'm down. Yeah. I was like, I'm down. We fucked all like quiet like in the night like when everyone was asleep and shit like in the living room and it was all weird and everything and then the the next morning i got up and i left and she had like called me and like or called like the house and like left a message for me or something and i just like didn't talk to her for like a few days and then when i saw her i like told her to leave me alone and i was like yeah like i'm not really interested and i was just like such a piece of shit that just wanted pussy and then when i got it i was like peace and she was like super sweet didn't deserve that at all whatsoever i feel really bad about it now and i did shortly after that i want to say like two years after that i ran into her and i was like i'm really sorry (laughs) and she was like whatever dude like it's happening it happens to me all the time i'm a girl and i was like yeah sorry (laughs) so we're real pieces of shit (laughs) right that's our valentine's day stories uh, but you know, better than, better than killing them. Neither of our stories involved murder. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Mine was just a sad, pathetic call at, at late at night. Yeah. Mine possibly, <laughs> mine possibly could have been a rape <laughs> in 2018 times. I might've raped that girl. Right. Shit. <laughs> oh no. Uh, okay. How about this one? Uh, he looks very upset. Yeah, number five. You want to read this one? No, you I can't read. I'm not wearing my glasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving your nose a break. Uh, Gibson Paul, who sounds like a guitar, was right. living with Tamika Peterson, who sounds like an actress from a Nickelodeon show, in West Palm Beach. On Valentine's Day of 2011... Tamika decided she no longer wanted to live with Gibson and didn't want him to be her valentine. Boo-hoo. Uh. <laughs> Boo-hoo. And then this article says, this is not me, this is the article that says, <laughs> well, I would never say this. 
which is one of the reasons why he's crying in his mugshot. Yes, this is a real mugshot, not a still from the why we don't why he don't want me man episode of Fresh Prince where Will confronts his estranged father. Now you're familiar with that episode, right? Yeah, where he like he got kind of real. He used his real dad to, and he's like, Whoa, me, man. Me, man. and he's like crying he's like, and he like gets he's like slamming real. on Uncle Phil's chest. Like, uh huh. Uh huh. Now, I don't know what this fucking ranker person. I don't even know who wrote who writes ranker articles. I don't know, but that seems kind of racist to it me. It does. It seems racist. Why? Just because? Just because he's black? Simply because he's black and crying. Right. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's like this other black guy that cried. The other only black, uh, the only other black dude I've ever seen crying. <laughs> okay. Now that I think about it, these are the only two black dudes I've ever seen cry. So is it racist? Nah. I don't know yeah. anymore. I can't yeah. tell anymore. I'm going to say everything's racist. Everything's rape. Everything's sexist. We're just white cis males. We don't know shit. And we're fucking full of privilege and have our blinders on to the way the real world is. We don't First know pain. My ice cream. We don't know struggle. We only know ice cream. So we don't <laughs> so we don't have any any room to talk here. Uh so she said that she was gonna leave him on Valentine's Day and that she was gonna be moving out of their apartment that they shared. She tried to end the relationship and leave the apartment with some friends, but he went out to the car and fired off five shots into the car. No, she was shot five times. Holy shit. Yeah. So he just opened fire on the car, which had a male driver, two female passengers, and a three-year-old girl. Uh, Tamika was shot five times and died at the scene. He acted as his own attorney. <laughs> well, smart. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> wow. Uh that's crazy. Wow. Wow indeed. And then he got uh thirty five years. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now this judge's daughter beats her husband to death. Is this a man? Is this the judge? Is this the husband? That is that is totally a man. But then it's like, it says Andrea Gonzalez, a school teacher and daughter of a deceased municipal judge, was charged with first degree murder after she allegedly bashed her husband's head in on Valentine's Day. Nah, so, that's a dude. Yeah. But maybe, you know, he identifies as a woman now. Maybe. She told the court that her husband had fallen. So, what, I mean, she's a woman. Her husband fell. These are all truths. These are all things that you have to accept if you're going to live in 2018. You know what I mean? I guess. Uh, oh, shit. Victim screams were caught on surveillance footage. This one says, uh, Tiana Notice, a 25-year-old girl, 25-year-old girl, <laughs> working on her master's degree in communications at the University of Hartford, was dating James Carter II, not to be confused with Carter V, the new Lil Wayne album. Uh, or, 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 or Jimmy Carter, the president. Yeah, that's right. But in 2008, her relationship with James went south, so Tiana ended it. James was not happy with this decision, and he went nuts. She got a restraining order against him, 
blah, blah, blah. He terrorized her, this and that. Uh, Tiana had her father put up a surveillance camera outside of her apartment. The surveillance camera recorded Tiana's screams as James butchered her outside her apartment and saw her trying to run away from the killer, but the stabbing itself was not caught on film. Huh. Interesting. She called 911 and told him that her ex-boyfriend had just stabbed her and that she was bleeding to death. The 911 call and surveillance video were shown to the jury and uh, as well as a poem that she had written, read by her father. Well, that's... I, I bet the poems are relevant. Yeah. So That's just sappy. So... That's a, uh, that's creepy. I remember I saw like a video of. There was a. There was like, this chick. She was like a single mom in her apartment, chilling. I want to say that she was like doing laundry, like folding laundry or some shit, and yeah. like, and like three people busted in the door, and like all hooded up, had guns, fucking grabbed her held her down on the couch, choking her, like her baby's right there. The other two were like going through the house, like pulling all of her shit out, robbing her. And it was like, you know, I see a lot of weird shit on the internet that I don't want to see, but I end up watching it. Like I'll just be scrolling through and it'll be like sensitive content. Would you like to show it? And I'll be like, yeah, of course. And I'll hit it. And then every, like, every ah! goddamn time. And it's just someone with their whole back skin removed. And I can like see all their organs and shit. But this was one of the most disturbing because it's like when you when you have this like your safe space you know what i mean your home your safe spot you're chilling and just to know that it could like everything could be fucked just like that yeah we were talking about it recently uh one night at my house there was someone trying to open our door and michelle woke up heard it came and woke me up i went out there and i i could see the doorknob turning and hear like all kinds of shit so i look through the people and i just see like a person it's like dark out there i can see the silhouette of a person and they're like jabbing something into my door trying to get like the deadbolt open right yeah and i'm like i can't i couldn't believe it was happening at first i was like is this shit for real like am i dreaming this like i've never been in this situation where it wasn't like a friend it wasn't some weird guy knocking or someone yelling like this was just someone quietly trying to get into my house and yeah. i was like what the fuck so i grabbed like a knife from the kitchen and michelle had called the cops and i like was standing there and I was like tripping out. I was having this weird moment where I was watching it and I was like, like, is he going to get in? Like, who is this on the other side? What the fuck is going on? And then I eventually opened the door with the knife yeah. and I was going to fucking stab this guy. <laughs> and I was like, hey! like all crazy. And it's fucking, <laughs> it's this fucking, this fucking asshole. All right. So it was somebody that I knew <laughs> and he was hammered drunk and we well, we don't talk to him or like him at all, but he remembered that we had lived there and thought that we that he could just come and break into our house and sleep it off on our couch, was what he said. So I opened the door and I saw him and I was like, 
what the fuck? And I look down and I see cops at the bottom of the stairs, so I just close the door again and then let the situation take care of itself. Smart. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the creepiest things. So for her, like, imagine being her dad to be like, I'm going to set up this camera and make sure she's safe. And then you really just get a front row seat at your daughter's murder. Like, <laughs> Right. That's pretty creepy. Yeah. That's Valentine's Day for you. That's love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's love for you, baby. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got some more in here. Four-year-old mm-hmm. witnesses mother's murder and says ketchup is everywhere. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's fucking retarded. <laughs> I don't want to read this whole thing just for that one line. Here it is. I found it. Ketchup is everywhere. <laughs> Next. Valentine's surprise turns deadly. Oh, shit. Sean Warwick, 32, had only been dating Tiffany Barnhill for a short amount of time when he, along with two other women, women, woman, women, kicked in the door to Tiffany's home and began firing a gun indiscriminately. So that's what we were just talking about, right? Yep, exactly. That's insane. Uh, The two accomplices testified that Warwick said to them, I fucked up. (laughs) Tiffany Barnhill's body was found in the apartment a short time later. The police who responded to the gunshots described the scene they found on Valentine's Day 2011 as eerily quiet and a scene of horror. Lots of 2011s, right? That's like the third, yeah. second or third one. Yeah, well, it was in the middle of the depression. A lot of people, uh, recession. A lot of people are were very unhappy and depressed. Yeah, I guess you're right. I remember that time. Uh, Is she dead? Who, this girl? Yeah. It says almost, right? So I don't think so. Valentine's almost turns deadly in Halifax. Lindsay Sabanabadarahara and Randall Stephen Shepard were planning on ruining Valentine's for Halifax in 2015 when they almost executed a mass murder spree that was to take them through the Halifax shopping center. But luckily no one was hurt because of this bitch's social media presence. Before her arrest, she not only posted pro-Nazi and Columbine photos on Tumblr, but she was also tweeting things like, Valentine's Day, it's going down. That can mean anything. She could just be talking about getting D. Don't yell at me. Do you remember... uh, this this is not Valentine's Day, but do you remember the the kid in Santa Barbara that fucking uh uh-huh. what did he do? He killed himself, right? Ladies don't like me, so he, he shot a bunch of chicks. Yeah, he shot people, is what happened. Yeah. They and, were all like pretty people. Yeah, and I remember seeing his uh his video that he recorded like the day of or whatever. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he was like in his car and he's like, Everyone's so beautiful. And it's like, you're not a bad looking dude. Like he <laughs> like he wasn't a bad looking guy. He was a little weird, but like he wasn't like a horribly ugly person, you know what I mean? No, nobody wanted to fuck him because he was because he was he weird. Was like, yeah, yeah. So it's like he, he was emotionally gross. Figure yourself out, dude. Like, get yourself into something because if you become passionate about something, then that passion is is attractive to other people. Yep, very much so. 
So, you know, you don't want someone that's like, oh, will you please pay attention to me? You want someone that's like, hey, I'm really into this and it makes me happy. And they're like, hey, that's cool. I like how you uh, get, you know, something out of that. Or how does you blah, 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 blah. Show me how to this and that. Let's fucking, uh, let's, let's fuck a little bit. Yep. <laughs> that's me, how it me, works, let me, dude. Let me slide it. That's right. That's right. So what were we talking about? Why did I even go on this? Just the tips. <laughs> I, I forget. I've, oh yeah, Santa Barbara guy. Yeah, that was creepy. And I, that's all. Yep. Why do people post this shit on social media? But then again, I, I do understand why they post it on social media, because that's the it's a cry for help. I guess, but that was more of like a that was more like a public service announcement. Uh huh. Like he wanted everyone to know, like how like how a killer will like leave a letter. And then the police find the letter, and then they put the letter, you know, a little bit of it gets in the newspaper, and then other papers, you know, misconstrue it, and you just get little quotes from the letter. But he wanted his letter to be 45 minutes long, in video form, and to be watched by everyone. I don't know, man. Some people are just like that. Yeah. He also was like, had a weird ego thing, right? Wasn't his dad rich? Yeah, his dad was rich, and he hated other rich people because like, nobody would bang him. Yeah, and he was like, dude, don't you know who I am and who my father is? I'm rich. I could make your dreams come true and buy you nice cars. I'm completely ad-libbing. I don't know what he said. I only watched it once. No, no that's like exactly what he said. Man, <laughs> somebody lumped up that fucker. Yeah, look at that. Whew. I watched that movie Jungle with – have you seen Jungle with Daniel Radcliffe? Nah. Dude. Daniel Radcliffe killed it in that movie. Little Harry Potter schooled it in that movie, Jungle. Yeah? Yeah, they go in, like, the Amazon and fucking with some guide that turns out to be crazy, and they get lost, and it's, like, all hella savage. Crazy. But he fucking bonks his head underwater and has a big old thing like this, and then he ends up cutting it open and pulling, like, a worm out of it. It's crazy. Whoa. So I wonder if this guy has a worm in there. Probably. Oh, spoiler Valentine worm. Spoiler alert. That lump that's on Daniel Radcliffe's head for like a half hour in that movie turns out to be a worm. Okay. Okay. So either know that or forget that I said it. Uh so it says that he was a doctor in Oklahoma City, a big time doctor. Big time. Uh he Showered his wife Susan with gifts, gave her a Porsche. Uh, so this is like, this is much like this kid. This kid, if if he just would have stopped murdering people in Santa Barbara, and kept looking for a gold digger, he would have found a woman that would have taken a Porsche, just like this woman, and gotten yep. murdered later. And it could have just been one isolated murder instead of a whole bunch of murders. But Captain Hindsight, right? Right. Uh, so it says on Valentine's Day 2001, John came home in between surgeries and found his wife lying on the bathroom floor, strangled with two of his ties, with her head smashed so badly in parts that her brain was exposed. Holy shit. Uh, That's pretty brutal. Yeah. So he tried to revive her while the police arrived. Uh, she couldn't be saved. He wasn't suspected at first until they found evidence that Susan had found records of dozens of calls 
from her husband's cell phone to a topless dancer. Anne uncovered records of Susan telling friends that she was thinking about asking John for a divorce. Hmm. Uh, let's see. How did they Can't it? nobody have you but me. Uh-huh. So, so, yeah, they found a little blood splatter on his sleeve that only could have gotten there from projectile blood and not contact blood. If you know anything, anything about forensic files and blood, it's that you can tell the difference between contact and splatter and trajectory and all that. So you get these well, little well, tiny well, Yeah, of course. Yeah. So people are I dumb. Mean, this this looks a lot different than this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you don't think of that when you're murdering somebody. I do. You get a little contact blood on you. Or if you get a little spray on you when you're when you're killing them. And they're like, how'd you get that? And you're like, oh, it's when I found their body. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, there was one dude on an episode of something that was just covered in blood from holding his loved one when he found him. But underneath that blood and within it were tiny specks that were, you know, teardrop-sized, which, uh -huh. which mean that they came projectile and hit him from an angle. And they were like, Crazy. Uh, what's the deal with this, bro? Which, I mean... What if you were to, like, hands are covered in blood and you, like, shake your hands off and it hits your shirt with splatter? Then you just, you just fucking boom, you're dead. You gave yourself the guilty verdict. I didn't say that right. I have the flu. I'm, <laughs> it's hard for me to talk right now. <laughs> if you can't tell over the past hour, it's hard for me to make sense of my thoughts. It's okay. They're slowly rolling out. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks. Uh, how about this one? Young love, never had a chance. High school sweethearts, Nicholas and Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave their last names out of it. Yeah, we'll just leave that there. Uh -huh. They were having lunch at a Subway sandwich shop a few blocks south of Columbine High School. She was waiting for Nicholas to finish up closing the shop so they could go out together. A few minutes after midnight on Valentine's Day, a co-worker passing by saw the lights were still on, so they checked in. They found Nicholas and Stephanie shot lying on the floor. Witnesses reported seeing a young man walk away from the subway shop at about the time the teenagers were killed. Eight years later, the case had gone cold. There have been a number of times we've worked on leads that seem very promising. Blah, blah, blah. The tips did uncover a drug ring selling cocaine and marijuana that operated near the store. The shop was not robbed that night, leading investigators to believe that the deaths were drug-related and therefore accidental. Stephanie was involved with sports such as swimming. In spare time, Nicholas played the guitar, listened to music, and became the Colorado Junior Disc Golf Champion. Okay, well, he's the marijuana peddler, right? Probably. If they're saying that there is a cocaine and marijuana ring, which... Nobody that's ever sold cocaine and marijuana has ever murdered anybody. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, okay, yeah, maybe. But for the most part, people that are selling cocaine and marijuana are less dangerous than people that are selling heroin and meth. 
Or maybe they're all the same. Who knows? They're all the same. Yeah, you're right. Well, he obviously, since he plays guitar, listens to music, and was the Colorado Junior Disc Golf Champion. Right. He There's no getting around that. He definitely smokes weed. So I'm going to say that he probably got a 20 on front from the guys on the corner, and they were like, where's my 20 bucks? And he was like, I didn't get very much tips tonight. And they're like, make me a foot long. And he was like, no, I already turned off the proofer. And then there's no more bread. And he was all like, well, why can't, can't well, how about you just make me like a salad or something? And he's like, we don't do salad, man. And then he was like, bam, 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 bam. Dead. Bam, 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 bam. Just like that. Bam, 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 bam. You never know, man, because they left it wide open. And, I, I guess. And this last story is only one sentence long. So. <laughs> This is couple found dead in murder-suicide. Valentine's Day morning, 2015. Officers responded to gunshots and discovered bodies of Scott and Rebecca Caldwell. The coroner ruled the death a murder-suicide and that the murder stemmed from domestic a domestic dispute. He, he was a lady, Peter. Yeah, so who killed who? She killed him? She, he killed her. He killed her and then killed himself? Yeah. Because he was like, you know what? I've been beating you for so long, and it's just not cutting it anymore. I got to kill you now. Yeah. And I mean, then once, once you he, do that, you just you just got to shoot yourself. Yeah, because you don't have anyone to beat anymore, so you don't really have anything to live for. Exactly. If you are an abusive person, your life revolves around on abusing that person. Yep. So when they're gone, you're gone. And that's what Valentine's Day is all about, man. Yeah. Hold, right? on, hold on to the ones you love. Because when they're gone, you're gone, and people get murdered. <laughs> you hold on to your microphone. I like my microphone. I like my microphone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like mine too. So there it is. Those are our Valentine's Day murders. Uh, our first omniology project. The next one um, should be uh, should be a little bit more uh, well produced. I've been dying for the past few days. Death. Uh, Bill- and our and our technical tease. Yeah, technical difficulties, and also Bill doesn't have his glasses. Yeah. So these are all problems, but we're getting through them. Yep, mm-hmm. no problems. Nope. I mean, well, no problems. They're problem. They're problems, but they're not a problem. They're problems that aren't a problem. So don't even don't even worry about it. Don't even stress your little head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody out there with your little heads, don't stress hey. them. Ricky, re- <laughs> <laughs> natural habitat recordings.